This is In Perspective with Bob Branco and Peter Auchul. Hi, everyone. Welcome once again to In Perspective. My name is Bob Branco. Glad to be with all of you today. Before we continue, let me just let everyone know that we are recording episode 243. And without further ado, let me introduce my friend and co-host, Peter Alchil. Peter, how's it going? Are you thawed out yet from that storm? No. Uh, I think I think the high today is 20. It's supposed to warm up this weekend a little bit. I think you, you're getting what we're getting, or what we got. Um, did you get freezing rain and snow and stuff? We're in the yeah. process now of converting from rain to freezing rain and sleet. Okay, well, you know, uh, that's sort of... We got 10 inches of snow, so you're getting freezing rain and sleep. All right. Anyway, but we're doing fine. Otherwise, it's just cold and sort of bleak, but it's winter. You know, Good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. Yeah. Let me thank everybody for making it possible for In Perspective to be aired and whatnot. We start out with Raymond Gay, our producer. Thank you for what you do. I also want to thank Tom and Lynn from Rosie's Place because they – post in perspective podcasts on greeting door 15 on their chat line i also want to thank the media outlets who air our program thank you very much for your generosity and kindness and finally let me thank jacqueline sylvia from js web solutions who generously archives in perspective podcasts on my website all you have to do to find them is go to www brancoevents.com arrow down until you get to in perspective podcasts click on those and you will see all of our archives from latest to earliest merci jackie and thanks to all of you who make us sound better than we actually sound occasionally on this show we bring a panel together to update everybody and also to express their thoughts on what's going on currently in this world so we brought a group of knowledgeable people today to share their thoughts about events. We have, as I introduce them one at a time, the Reverend Michael Garrett. Welcome. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Peter. Jaleel Mortazavi. And thank you, Bob. Thank you, Peter. And nice to be here. Hello, Jay. Nice to have you. Glenn Grimes. I'm riding the astral plane, even as we speak. Well, what does that mean, Glenn? It means that I'm connecting with the universe. And last but not least, Nelson Hello. Holmberg. Hello, Glenn. Well, coming through it, uh, doing well, and uh, thank you, Bob, and all for having me. Well, we're we glad Nelson. to have all of you. Hello, Nelson. So what I would like to do is... Uh, j just allow the panel, anybody on the panel, to bring up a topic because there is so much to talk about. I wouldn't even begin to know where to start. So if anybody has something that's pressing that they want to get out there, that they feel the listeners would want to uh, chime in on or comment on later on in the program. I do. Glenn, we'll start out with you. Yeah, this, yesterday morning I was listening to a conservative talk station in Boston and they was saying there's a new study out of John Hopkins University, 26 researchers, and they're claiming that uh, this whole thing from day one on the virus has been a failure, you know, none of it worked. Uh, the, the, the lockdowns, the mask mandates, the vaccine mandates, the 
say social distancing, the whole that it, that it's that it failed. That On what grounds do they believe it failed? Well, they don't think that it's a level it, that it flattens the curve. That the virus is impervious to, uh, you know. I think that, what that study actually. I think what that study actually said, as I as I read it, is that um, initial initially it had some positive effects the the whole lockdown thing, but as it continued, it had less and less value. That's sort of the way I I read that study. So yeah, um, that's probably yeah, all right. Um, so I think so. Uh, that's the way I that's the way I read that study anyway. But who who knows? But uh, but we seem to be getting more and less and less into lockdown more and more and more into, okay, you know, we, we it's here. It's not going to go away anytime soon. Let's find a way to, to, to work around it. I think that's they, the way they that, call that. that the, they call that the new normal for what it's yeah, worth. Yeah. Right. Something like that. So uh, that's, that's what I'm hearing. You know, most more and more schools are open. I mean, Columbia where I am, the, the schools have been open pretty steadily throughout, except for the time when, there weren't enough teachers uh, to, to, to do this, you know, to teach the students. And so they had to close the schools down for two or three days. But once the, you know, once the teachers came back, you know, the schools reopened and it's been that way pretty much ever since. And those who get sick, get sick. And uh, it's kind of frightening this new normal, but for, for some of us, but it's the way we seem to be headed. You know, some people believe that this is going to be an endemic it's going to be with us. So as in other uh, uh, diseases where they develop vaccines, when you get a majority of people vaccinated, it tends to sort of flow. You're able to live with it. And theory is that if we get at least 70% of people vaccinated, we may be able to live with it. Uh, within within a reasonable means, don't we so have seventy? Don't we have seventy percent of people vaccinated right now? I, think I no, thought I, we did. I thought we did too. I I think it sort of depends where you are. Uh, what what I do know is is and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. But what I what I'm hearing is that uh, in those counties that are over that seventy percent threshold or whatever the threshold. Those counties that that meet that threshold are, are are doing reasonably well, and those counties that aren't are being hospitalized and are dying at larger or at, at larger numbers. Well, I was talking about as a country, not to section any place off. As a country, aren't seventy percent of Americans vaccinated? Yes, Bob, you're right. Based on a statistic, what we are being told by CDC, it is seventy percent of the country had uh, both vaccination. Many of them even have the booster. But one thing I notice, more and more people who are obviously not cooperating how to deal with it in terms of, you know, uh, keeping the distance, following their, uh, you know, hand wash. One other thing that Dr. McAuliffe was on the radio, which obviously does advise uh, Congress about this, he said that coronavirus, it goes to your nose. And in fact, that the Iranian doctor that I talked to back home, as well as here, they confirmed it. 
And they recommended if you wash your nose at least twice a day, you know, like suck up water. And, you know, there is, in fact, there's a company who's selling this Novage. They've been advertising all over the place, but it's just the water and the salt. And so if you do your own and suck up this water to your nose and blow your nose as soon as you come in when you go outside, and then when you go outside, obviously you have your mask and what have you, then you will be fine. But if the people obviously don't care about these things, they don't want to take care of themselves, they'd rather go out, eat junk food. So follow away, same thing they used to do before. They have a tendency to catch the virus. And if they are not healthy body, they obviously will have some difficulty. But the healthy body, if even they catch it, and they survive uh, within the week or so, just like a Raymond is a living example who could tell us who had the virus. And so to me, I think most people go around, complain about, oh, we can never get rid of it. We don't want this mandate. We don't want this. All of that. I can agree with some of them. I don't like mandate. I don't want people to tell me I must have shot, you know. Um, in fact, at international flights, um, I contacted, I was going to go overseas maybe within the next two months. I thought I had to have both shot. They said, no, they don't care for that. All they want, three days before the flight, you have to have been tested. If the test is uh, negative, you all said, you have your paper, you get on the flight, go wherever you're going. International flight, I'm talking about. I don't fly inside the United States. So the conclusion is this, I guess, um, in final thinking is if we don't careful and follow so very basic um, route and basic instruction to take care of ourselves in terms of being clean and just watch where you're going, watch what you're touching, all of that, uh, then we're going to have a problem. So You so know far, what's funny? Mm -hmm. Jay, not that I wanted to interrupt you. I didn't no, mean to please. do that. Okay. The one thing that's funny about what you're saying, you know, encouraging people to wash up and wash their hands, now even wash your nose. And Didn't we all learn this as children? Why are governments telling us to do something now that our parents always told us to do? Bob, you mentioned something interesting. Throughout the all statistic and all, now these days cameras are everywhere, right? Even before pandemic, they checked some of these cameras that so many people in the public area go to bathroom without washing their hand. I mean, this. Oh, was, I know. You know. I mean, those people, I mean, they did a study about it. So if that's the case, do you expect those people? Um, to obviously being clean and, and not to catch the virus now these days. So, I mean, people, I mean, we've been told you're right, our parents and everything. But these people, when they grow up, say, ah, forget it. You know, they just do their own thing. And because either they are busy, they don't care, or they don't think this is necessary. But we know for sure it is necessary. Clean, uh, being a clean, you know, the Bible says that cleanness part of the God. I, I, I'm not calling it up because I know. We know more about Bible than that Bob I ever will. So, I mean, the, all, the Reverend is here. He could probably spoke about this. If you don't follow that basic rule of uh, being clean 
And then the rest is you're looking for trouble, at least this time of a year because of this coronavirus. But here's the thing, Jay, those same people that you're talking about, if they didn't listen to their parents, why would they listen to Governor Baker or any other governor? You're right. You you can't teach an old dog new tricks for lack of a better expression. Uh, I want I wanted Nelson to chime in but before I hand it over to Nelson. Jay, you mentioned mandates. And I got to tell you, I've had numerous discussions with a lot of our friends about mandates. It's not that I don't think mandates are important, but why is it that you go to a restaurant and there's a big sign outside the restaurant, either produce your vaccination card or wear a mask. You walk in, the waitress don't enforce it. The manager don't enforce it. The owner doesn't enforce. Nobody enforces what the sign says. They let you walk in and they do nothing about it. You sit down. They don't know if you're vaccinated or not. They're not going to ask for anything. My wife and I went to a Boston Bruins game on January the 6th. We knew based on the email that we got from the garden. Please wear your mask at all times during the game unless you're eating or drinking. Half the people in that stadium were not wearing a mask. Nobody was enforcing anything. Again, you know, don't interpret that to mean that I don't like mandates. But if you're going to make a mandate, how come, how come it doesn't have the support it's supposed to have internally? Absolutely. Uh, Uh, Nelson, go ahead. No, go ahead, Nelson. Are you there, Nelson? I guess not. Okay, Reverend, how about you? What do you think of uh, those thoughts? I think, and let's separate the two. The restaurant issue, or our place of business, I think it's about the money. Uh, and then from a people's standpoint or other venues, that sort of thing. Uh, Can anyone hear me now? So yeah, hang on. The Reverend is okay, speaking. I'll, wait. I'll let you speak. Go ahead, Reverend. And I, th- I think people, just like people who don't like mandates, but people don't want to be told what to do. Somebody said that. I think Jay said that. Well, nobody really wants to be told what to do, but what about common sense? What about your brother? You know, don't do you do you want to either get something from your brother or you do you want to give something to them and both of you are sick? So sometimes you have to look at the, the mandate and look at the the benefit. Is it beneficial you know, is it is it beneficial or is it or is it a detriment? I hear you, Reverend, but this is not about what we're supposed to do. It's about the enforcers. Like I said, the wait staff doesn't enforce what the sign says. The management of the restaurant doesn't enforce what the sign says. The security people at the TD Garden where the Boston Bruins play don't support what Mayor Wu wants. Uh, they they don't like enforce said, it. Money, it's the money or the pushback from the people. Well, uh, another thing about it, Bob, is that many have been vaccinated. Many have not been vaccinated, but this is a job that's going to be very hard to enforce because they, they know at a restaurant, if you do anything like that, you're going to cause a problem and they don't want to lose their, they, they're having enough 
trouble struggling. And they're not going to, Bob, you're not going to find it right now. I mean, a lot of people in Boston, I don't know, a lot of people, everyone, like Mayor Wu, you think that the, you think a lot of people are supporting her, her about all that? I don't you think, think so. Got, you, okay. So I think that in that sense, how is, how is anyone going to enforce something that is unenforceable? The people don't like it. The people are you know incensed they're they're a bit angry they're they're uh put in such a way as to uh it's creating a a negative uh view of the government in general and and i think what you bring up is is on the one hand laudable and very commendable I would that we were as jaleel brought up would that we stayed clean and would that we were responsible for our health but uh at the expense of uh the employers at the expense of uh, other people uh like we should ask do you have any have any of you who are living in boston or any of the uh, cities where they have a a mandate of some sort or or suppose oh, yeah. are you are you able to show? Do they ever ask for your papers? I'll tell you now. Uh, the very the mom and pop places are not. The chains are. The chains like uh, Chipotle and Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, but the mom and pop places are not. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, Bob, and how you know the people who are in charge of certain things that they. Um, should not or should at least speak up yeah, like for example in brookline we do very well we have less um, uh, infected people here yesterday i went to swimming pool brookline pool with a friend of mine so we went over there and pool was full of people you know or like each lane was two people some even three so anyway we came out of there and uh, went to shopping, you know, grocery store and uh, stop and shop. My friend, who cited obviously, as soon as we walked in, he was trying to tell me the prices and stuff like that. Then, you know, obviously I had my mask on. He forgot his, which I didn't know. And immediately one of the employer came and said, excuse me, sir, you have to wear a mask. And he says, oh, sorry, I forgot. He immediately ran to his car and picked up the mask and came back. So anyway, if you cooperate and people speak, I mean, people at the store, which I thought it was a great thing. I mean, I mean if, uh, if we are supposed to do this, then we, we will continue to do it. And hopefully we'll uh, get rid of this dumb thing in a few months or in a, at least five, six months down the door. But if they not enforce it, then people becomes careless because you see, human being is such a way, if you don't enforce it, people just do all kind of crazy. I mean, look at the airline, you know, among the 3000 incident on the air, and uh, they say almost 90% had to do with the masking. Say, listen, put your mask on. He said, no, I don't want to do it. And they were in fight about it. And airline had to bring in the flight down. But I mean, they enforce it regularly. Red- it's exactly. a good thing, Jay. It's Terrible very good. fight. Terrible fight. I mean, that's the last thing I want to hear in the airline to have a fight. I'm only scared from flying. Now I hear somebody's trying to fight in it. So it is horrible. And then 
regular people are so stupid. They said, after all, listen, if this is the thing they ask you to do, they must have a reason and do it. After all, you're going to be there an hour, so you're going to get out of there. That's my pet piece. Well, Jaleel, living in Brookline, have you, uh, do you ever get asked or you're, you're wearing your mask you, as a regular? So they never, Absolutely. you never, they never talk to you because you're they already compliant. You're very compliant. You're, exactly. you're, uh, and, and that's what they're asking for. And you're a good citizen. That, that, that'll make them feel better, you know, because that's uh, same as in Boston. Anywhere you go on the T, uh, you're set. Definitely. Yeah, that's the case. But it really is interesting. So, for example, um, I was talking to, to a student who goes to a very small uh, a rural school in a rural district. Of, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of, I think, about 100 people in the entire high school. And um, and nobody wears masks. And her problem is that she has a heart condition. And, you know, so she is, uh, to some degree, immunocompromised. And yet nobody... Uh, uh, you know, acknowledges her problem and she has to sort of address that. I mean, you know, how does she deal with that? I mean, you know, she's people who are, who are not taking her situation seriously. And so she has to find ways of working around this because in that, in that particular part of the world, wearing masks is, 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 is not the right, is not the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not, not even the required. It's, it's a badge of dishonor to wear a mask. You know, it's uh, it, uh, it, it's that it's that, that part. That, 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 that's what I was talking about, Peter. About yeah. people caring for other other people. I mean, yeah. you know, you 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 may feel that it's your right, but where does where does does your right end when it gets to the next person? Where does it, the next person's rights begin? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, some of this can be complicated. Like the other thing I, 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 I just want to say is that, you know, if you're outside, uh, you know, I, I almost, I almost never wear a mask. I'm outside. You know, that the, the dangers if you're indoors around lots of people. You know, that's that's where the trouble is is usually. You know, if you're outdoors, you know, walking about, you know, in the cold weather, it's fine. It's it's you know, it's, it's indoors when you're around lots of people. Um, but you know, there are certain states where. Or certain parts of the country where wearing masks is is a badge of dishonor. You, people just don't do it. They were you know they refuse to do it, and there was but the result is uh, depending on what statistics are that they're more likely to get sick. They're more likely to be hospitalized when they're sick, and they're more likely to die. And these folks seem to have made that choice. So you know I don't know how do you how do you how do you discourage that kind of behavior? And the answer is I don't think you really can. Unless you're part of that community, you know who who has who knows you know who has some say in the community. But from from an if I'm an outsider and I tell people to wear a mask, they think I'm crazy, you know. Um, so it's it's a it's where you live and and who you know. Uh, you know, I'm in Missouri. Missouri is a different place than Massachusetts. You know, it uh, Missouri <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's it's right. definitely a different place. Now there <laughs> there there are places like Columbia where I am where masks are taken a little more seriously. But you know, uh, whenever I go into a Walmart. With somebody, you know, I usually get the comment, oh, maybe the, the staff are wearing masks, but maybe 60% of people are not wearing masks. You not know, 40% are, 60% aren't. You know, it's it's a different world here. And the result is people more people get sick here. 
not so much in Colombia so much, but but in the in the rural areas where there's where there's poor healthcare because you know it's a rural part of the world, and mm-hmm. the hospitals are overwhelmed and people get sick and they're more likely to die. Well, how do you how do you how do you reconcile that? I can't. Well, no, no wonder they say misery needs company. Like, yeah, I, I mean, have a big place like that in Walmart. All these people coming and going. That's kind of a dangerous. You know, another thing I say, like for example, I ever since this pandemic business, I haven't been eating any restaurant. Today, you know, you have to have a put gun on my head to have a salad in any restaurant because you know I, I used to own a restaurant. And they never wash vegetables. I mean, if you do wash them before you make salad, they spoil, you know, nobody does it. So they say this is steam wash, which I don't believe it because it uh, still has that wax on. So right. then people, I mean, that's the worst thing you can do in a restaurant, eat salad. You know, because salad can carry, obviously, all kind of wire because somebody handles oh, it. I eat salad all the time. Enough. Yeah, you obviously uh, you're Healthy. lucky that you had day vaccination. So you huh. sell in the restaurant? Of yeah. course, in, in Brookline area, which that's where you have, right? Brookline, Brighton. Um, so most you're lucky. You've just been lucky. I mean, many people eat it, nothing happened, but uh, you've been lucky. But I wouldn't try salad in any restaurant at all. What about other things, Jay? Well, other thing, yeah, I mean, if you have to, you're going to eat it. I mean, obviously, we've been lucky because we cook at home all the time. Well, I only said that because you don't go to restaurants right now. So would it matter uh, what else they served or would you just not go? Uh, I Unless I have to, because I know that Diana every now and then she uh, orders something. She, you know, every now and then, you know, seldom that she picks up some French fries or some, um, you know, chicken nugget. That's about it. And she does it herself, but I don't eat it. Neither does my wife. Because I want to switch. At home. I want to switch gears and ask all of you, gentlemen, about President Biden right now during his administration, his performance. He's been in office now for just about a year, a little over a year. His approval rating, from what I understand, has gone way down, something like thirty-six percent. Why do you think that is? If anybody can hazard a guess, you don't have to guess, but I thought I would throw that out there about the Biden administration right now. Well, uh, since I'm a Democrat, I'll be glad to uh, answer that question if nobody else would like to go. If anybody wants to go first, that's fine. Go ahead, Jay. Okay. Well, President Biden, ever since he became president, Uh, He walked into trouble and tried to get vaccine available to everybody and try to accommodate. Obviously, he certainly uh, get that law passed. Everybody got uh, a lot of money as a result, helped many businesses. At the meantime, you have ultra-conservative Republican with the huge uh, microphone in their hand in the Fox and Fox TV and other places and day after day on the radio. And so they keep talking about negative stuff about Biden. Oh, yeah, Biden is too old. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He forgets things. Well, at the end, after all, Biden had been in Washington for 50 years. Biden was the very first person who became senator in the early 1970. He beat Republican in Delaware. Even Nixon called him and congratulated him 
although his wife at the time they had an accident, lost his wife and children, Nixon called him at that time. So Biden seemed to be doing okay, recognized very well. Donald Trump did all kind of mixed up with the international community. He first he told the world that the election is obviously stolen in America, nothing, you know, they rigged the election. So what kind of a message do you send? You're trying to tell other country, hey, listen, you got to follow our rule. Yeah, this is a democracy at the best. But Donald Trump says, no, they lying. You know, they stole the uh, election. So with having said that, I think Biden is doing as best as he knows. So obviously, we have a problem with the um, uh, pandemic business, economic situation, inflation, things are gone. Uh, the prices are gone up. The reason is simple, because low production. They don't have enough people working. People don't want to work for whatever reason. And this is, by the way, true in all over the world. America is not alone. If you look at Europe, it's the same wave. Look at uh, Iran that I check constantly, the same thing. So it seems to me Biden, uh, United States under the Biden's administration, I think he's doing okay. But the situation that he cannot help it because of inflation, because most people are, oh, it's the economy, you know, it's inflation, we have this or that. Uh, obviously, there are more work than people wants to do. Nobody wants to work. And so to me, it is just a propaganda against him. Jaleel, do you, do you think that the uh, inflation will uh, come down or slow down when more money is spent by uh, many of us that have it uh, in well, a year or two? It, well, I think as soon as the um, um, the uh, central bank, okay, Federal Reserve, uh, increased the um, uh, interest rate, that probably will take care of it. But you won't see it in within the uh, six months from now. And so that's why the um, Federal Reserve uh, uh, had mentioned that they're going to increase the uh, interest rate maybe twice this year, starting March. So I think that will help. And then again, um, all these problems, it happens in the past two years, I don't expect to get solved in overnight. So we are obviously a, a kind of a crazy situation. Nobody knows what's going on because of this coronavirus business. That's true. So let me, let me take a run at this um, as one who is, who is a Democrat as well. So the, the, you know, if this whole thing started the way we exited Afghanistan, I don't know what we could have done differently, but that whole way we exited uh, Afghanistan and leaving people behind and losing some of the people and, you know, all that whole thing was really a terrible thing. Uh, I don't, as I said, I'm not sure what could have been done better. And I haven't read anything who, who's, who said, Hey, we should have done this. What's happening in my opinion is that people who didn't want us to leave in the first place are now saying, see, we told you so. And, and, you know, but, but I think, you know, people, you know, seeing those pictures about people being left behind and, 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 you know, all that was just a terrible thing. Wow. I also think the inflation thing, um, it, it, it has to do with the supply issue that the supply chain is, is right now out of whack. And hopefully Biden has done certain things to make it better, but that's going to take time. And as you said, the, um, the problem with the, uh, the, the central bank is, that, yes, they might be able to 
to, uh, to, to lower inflation, but at the risk of, of the stock market getting lower and, uh, uh, you know, and, and uh, perhaps the economy slowing down. It, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky business. Um, and, and on top of that, we, let's, be, let's face it, we, we live in a very deeply divided country, and it's practically impossible for any president to get, if, if you're over 50%, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a major plus. Now, Biden is like 45, 44%. He's got to do, he, hopefully he can raise it a little bit. Otherwise, he's going to get clobbered in, uh, the Democrats are going to get clobbered in 2022. But I, but I think, you know, people, when people see the prices going up and they can't, you know, the, the fact the economy is doing well, you know, doesn't register with them because from their perspective, they're, they, they're buying less with their money. And, and I do think that, you know, with all this money coming into the economy, uh, for better or for worse, there's more money uh, and more money chasing less product. And that's, that's how inflation happens. And so the question then becomes, what about these, these programs designed, for example, the child tax credit that, was, that brought people out of poverty? But, you know, uh, that's more money into the economy. So th- this is a, a complicated situation and people see what's in front of them. They see schools st- still in a bit of chaos. They see more people dying from the, from the pandemic. They see inflation. They see what happened in Afghanistan. They see what's going on in, in, in Ukraine. And, you know, I, I don't blame all that on, on Biden, but they see what they see what they see. And they say, oh, this, this ain't going so well. Um, and uh, Peter, can I add something? Because you said it well, can. actually. You know, I like to add something because you seem to be right on the money. When I hear Afghanistan, I know something about Afghanistan. I know enough people from Afghanistan. We both speak the same language. See, the Afghanistan problem was going on and on almost 20 years. Uh, they've been war with no end in sight. Trump himself made that agreement to get out of there May of last year. When Biden took over, he extended and got out of there August. And the very same people who made the agreement with Taliban to get out of there, now they criticize, oh, we could have done a little different. What different? You're going to get out of there. There is no other way. You just obviously going to get up and leave. What other way to get out of there? And he said, oh, we left some people behind. Well, they've been announced that all these people, some people were hoping to stay there. Maybe they were uh, a little optimistic about Taliban, or they were hoping that the United States going to stay in the airport. They don't want to leave. But the United States finally decided after spending $21 trillion, this is what well, Wall Street Journal reported it. I believe it. In 21 trillion dollars, what did you get out of it? And of course, more major corporation with the defense industry, they're the one who made money, and the soldiers lost their life. And uh, the, many parts of Afghanistan obviously was uh, destroyed, and they haven't done anything over there. Why would they want to stay there? What are the ways to get out? I like to know that what are the ways to get out? You decided to. I know leave. that we have a way. Okay, what other way? You 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 don't you get the you get the people that need to get out first before you get the military out. You don't just take that. They already the did that. They have made an announcement few months. Some of the people from Afghanistan didn't want to leave. Yeah, and see, then see, at the end, yeah. because the American didn't stay behind. 
Well, there are there are apparently some Americans who are behind. I I, I don't. It's hard to read. the The problem is if if, if you're going to lose a war, which is we 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 said okay, we lost, right? It, mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to lose gracefully. It's you know, take a sporting event. You know, it's hard. It's hard if you in a close game like that. Some people don't handle it very well. Uh, and that's, that's sort of a bad example. But but maybe you, not so bad, Peter. Maybe well, not so bad. Well, maybe not so bad. But you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, well, I, what, what what annoys me about this whole thing about okay, yes, it was ugly. It was it was it was a terrible thing. We did lose people behind. There were then there was the issue of. President Trump not wanting uh, the, the folks who, you know, who, who, who helped us, Afghans who helped us to come to this country. And so he did all kinds of things to slow down that process. And Biden took too long to speed up that process. And so a lot of these folks who helped us, you know, as interpreters, as, as whatever you want, intelligence, intelligence assets, whatever, are stuck there because we took our time uh, way too long and getting these people, you know, the paperwork they need to get out. And so now a lot of these people are, are at the are at the at the at the whim of the of the Taliban. And by the way, the country is starving to death. And I'd like to bring up, uh, I don't think they're they're given Afghanistan's history before the United States was there. Uh, I don't think there would have been an easy way there. The way it happened, there was no easy way out. You were damned, damned, damned. And so he had to end it. And uh, for better or worse, uh, a lot of money later, he did. He uh, That, if anything, wanted anyone wanted to say uh, about uh, Joe Biden, that was, whether you call it a success or not, uh, Afghanistan has their own uh, government running their own country for, but but the, but remember Russia before the United States had an awful time, and it seemed that you know in recent history no one has been able to get in or out of there without a lot of people in our military would ask you know people were asking what. What are they going to gain from it? No one really got anything out of it in the end. Uh, whatever's over there is still there. And uh... uh, but uh, Nelson, most American forgets thing. You went there. I'm talking about the American government, American army. You went there to dismantle Al Qaeda. You did. You went there to capture Osama bin Laden. You captured and you killed him. So what would be the reason to stay? Unless there is no Jay for. They should have been in out, but they did. They, they, exactly. I think it, I think it, it has to do with the investment, military investments exactly. in this country. I military think it has to do with the arms. Complex. That's it. That's the, not, I agree. Another thing, another thing. Here's Peter yeah. probably knows this. Peter, uh, they say that the country is suffering, starving, then they have problem, you know, the Taliban. And it's, oh, let's raise some money. But, the Afghanistan government has nine and a half billion dollars, seven and a half billion in this country. United yep. States froze them. Two and a half billion in Europe froze them. They can't use it. So, I mean, why can't you just release their money? Tell them, listen, here's your money. Why don't you do whatever you want to do? 
Oh, because, no, no. Be, be, you because, can't give it to them. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I understand where they're coming from, where we're coming from, because, you know, do you trust these people who, you know, you know I'm sorry, but the Taliban are not good people. You know, they have, their history is terrible. Do you absolutely if you after all it's their money so if you don't want to deal with them give them their money tell them this and you know i don't want to deal with it goodbye well no but my point is it it, you know if you know if you know the the afghans are starving right so i don't think of course they're not starving but but the point is you know you give them that their money and do they do they use it for good good for a good purpose well if they're hungry they'll buy well, but, but 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 these these folks are in poverty. They're they, there's as I understand it, it's a really. I mean, bad if it's situation. as bad as you're saying, you give him give him something to survive, or maybe they feel that this is a sanction we can afford. I, or I, use I, the money, buy food, send it to them. The food, do something with it. Much with it. They have, they have to figure out. They have to figure out some way of 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 either trusting the Taliban or or, or, or finding an alternative system to give out that food. Because I don't trust the Taliban as far as I can throw sure. them. Sure, so Reverend, you want to wait a minute? Yes, but, but United but, Nation is handling it. They're letting uh, United I, I Nation handle it. Uh, the Reverend's two, trying two, to say two, something. Two, Go two, ahead, two, Reverend. Two quick, two quick questions on this on this thing. Well, one, there weren't there about three hundred thousand uh, military uh, personnel that the United States trained, and did they drop all of the weapons? And two, I seem to recall reading a story or hearing a story that there is some mineral there yeah. that, yep. that yeah. I've heard this. Yeah. Yes, that is that is worth. That's something. the reason they're there. That's why. Okay, but yeah. See. So 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 those two things. I mean, could Afghanistan have stood up a little more to the Taliban, and can who who's going to take advantage of the mineral wealth? there uh the chinese is what i'm afraid of you're uh, right yeah. Uh, yeah you're right uh, mike mike and, and mike i want to say one thing to your comment one of the things that galls me with this whole thing is that we we service the equipment that that that, that the uh the uh, uh the afghanist military was using uh, the anti-taliban forces we service these these folks we service the the equipment and then we we withdraw the the contractors that were servicing the equipment so of course the, you know so of course the the anti talifs are going to lay down their arms they 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 don't have any weapons because they they're not serviceable they don't know how to how to how to how to service the weapons and they never were trained how to do that so what do you expect them to do what do you expect but them Peter, to do they didn't want to fight in the first place they yeah, just that, I think, the I think that's, all, that's what that, I'm saying that, they that just true, didn't want to do it we sure made it easier for them but by not giving the equipment they needed to fight that's right. my point you know, I mean, you know, I mean, it, the whole thing is ridiculous from my perspective. It was, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I, but Michael, your your points are dead on. You know, uh, you know, there is there is this very valuable mineral stuff that's there, oh. and I, I, you know, I, I maybe we can get in get some of it, but but the fact of the matter is, it's probably going to go to the Chinese for now. Yeah, at least for I now. Think I think, but I don't think that's the only place in the world that has necessarily that rarity, but it is one of the most. Uh, concentrated as far as i know uh but i i think that that's i don't think this problem is going to go away anytime soon uh but uh i don't know exactly or i don't know how any of you feel uh long term 
but you know what apart from the money and the rare minerals i don't see why we would have had to stay there long term that's not our culture it's not our country we don't own it we never should have tried Uh, i don't think that i've never had much to think about the united states investments in afghanistan as being uh necessary there's nothing that necessary that the united states would need that we already don't have in this country or in one of our allies they're not going to join nato they don't need i mean they they have uh afghanistan is in, they have enough to do with uh, their own country and their the countries immediately surrounding their borders yeah the traditional by the way can i tell you a funny story about the afghanistan when uh, george bush invaded the afghanistan they were looking to capture anybody who associated with al qaeda or worked with them anyway there was this old man was playing with his grandson and front of his house and they grabbed him they said uh, where is al qaeda he didn't say anything He says, are you a member of Al-Qaeda? He didn't say anything. He says, okay, he must be. Uh-huh. Grab him, brought him all the way to Guantanamo. Uh-huh. After three, four months, they discovered this guy couldn't hear. He, had, he was deaf. <laughs> so, because, <laughs> I mean, this is a book oh. written by Seymour Hurd. I didn't make that up. And so, so anyway, this guy was, after they, it was embarrassing, obviously. He was just an ordinary old man. He was just playing with his grandson. Just was problem with his hearing. Anyway, they let him go after three, four months. So when he back to the Afghanistan, they said, so how, how did it go? He said, well, the only thing I got out of it, I had such a dirty clothes. They gave me a brand new clothes. So that's the only thing I got out of it in that three months. In, in well, I mean, this is the kind of a thing we've come with. Yes, I think this country is... I just wanted to remind everybody that you're listening to In Perspective with our panel members, Nelson Holmberg, Jaleel Mortazavi, the Reverend Michael Garrett, and Glenn Grimes, talking about current events. And we have about 12 minutes. I wanted to ask Ray to give participants an opportunity okay. in case they have any questions for the panel. This is Justin Salisbury. Hey, hey Justin. Justin, I know hey, you. How are you? I know you, too. Great to be here with you all. I'm enjoying the snow, same snowstorm up in Burlington, Vermont. Um, and I, I'm curious for the panelists, as we've been talking about uh, the challenges with Joe Biden's approval rating, um, if you guys think that it has anything to do um, with broken campaign promises, and you know, particularly as with disabilities, one of them that, that you might look at um, is... Uh, you know, his promise to to end the subminimum wage for people with disabilities, which he can do by executive order. Um, and we're still waiting. So, you know, what, what do you think about broken campaign promises? I've seen. Go ahead, somebody. Well, I'd like oh, yeah. to say something about this. Obviously, The broken promises, especially you mentioned something about uh, minimum wage for disabled, and uh, that will not bring in, you know, uh, his popularity that low because obviously we're talking about very um, few minority. So things got to be on very high in terms of 
economics, inflation, that kind of deal could be, uh, or dealing with the um, um, coronavirus. And so with Dr. Fauci making all kind of crazy statement. And then, so, I mean, that's probably it. Otherwise, other than that, it won't be uh, about this minimum wage business. That's my opinion. What what one of the things I mean the seven wage is a, is a really big deal in the disability community, but we're we and but we're a relatively small community. So your point exactly. is well taken, Al. Having said that, you know I, one of the things I, I've I've realized uh, over the past, and this is just me speaking, it's yeah. so much easier to say no than say yes, right? It's so much easier to 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 to, to just say no. I don't support this. I'm going to do everything I can to thwart whatever it is you want to get whatever you want to get done. Rather than rather than being part of the solution, it's just much easier to be part of the problem, yeah. and 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 I think that's that's part of what's going on. We 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 are a very a, we're in a very tribal yeah. society. I, I think a lot of it, Peter, too, is is going in the same direction you're, you're going is is the gridlock yeah. in 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 Congress. People are seeing that things aren't getting done, and. You know he's put forth he's put forth legislation. He's tried to do some things, but because because there there's gridlock in Congress because there's still this division that we're having and, and that is reflected in Congress. You know it through the man on the street it 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 seems like nothing is getting done, and so you know it's and what and what of, and what are the comments? And I will, one of the comment, Reverend, you know, he promised that he was going to do what he could to bring us together as a country. Now he may, he may have, you, you can argue about how well he's done that, but we certainly aren't, we certainly aren't closer together. Now you can blame some of that uh, from, of, 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 about the tribal thing we find ourselves in, but I think Biden has gotten more and more shrill over time and it's, it's just made the situation worse, not better. Yeah. Justin, thank you very much for your question. Cindy. Do you guys believe that this whole mandate thing and everything is a waste of time? Because I do. I think it's all a waste of time. It's a virus. It's going to do what it's going to do. And that's the way I think. But what do you guys think? That's my position. You got to speak up, Glenn. In my position. Yeah, that's been my position since day one. I believe in natural herd immunity. They base that on India, barbarous country. Uh, they don't have room to social distance, and they're they're taking the stuff that we tra- the media trashes here. They're taking the ivermectin and the hydroxychloroquine and the true. Regeneron and the monoclonal. They flatten the curve. Israel is the most vaccinated country in the world. They're on dose number four. And it doesn't seem to be having an effect. You know, you know what I find interesting about about those those things you mentioned, and I I I monitor the conservative uh, news feed fairly carefully, uh, closely. Uh, the, the the more mainstream ones, Townhall.com, yeah. uh, 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 which which has a variety of columnists, and there hasn't been one one positive story about any of those things you mentioned, the the chloroquine or the whatever, and that makes me really wonder. You know, you would think that this, if if the if the research was there, they would be talking about this from the high for everywhere. But the you research, so? the, 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 you, the research simply isn't there, in my opinion. 
And until until so, I, I I see it differently. I don't. Think that's okay. I, that's uh, that's, uh, that's but, fair. But, but I think I think it's a I think it's a good I think it's a good attempt. But with all the money connected with it, uh, why would anyone want to do anything different? All I can. Well, big Pharma has a lot to do with it. I mean, well, and that big and, and that, doesn't make money. <laughs> they don't make money from high hydroxychloroquine. They don't make money from other uh, therapies, but. Listen, uh, with, why with, would with, people right. want to leave it with, 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 with deep respect, those, those drugs you're talking about are made by American pharmaceutical companies. It is to their advantage for them to say this works. You know, they make more money. They're saying it doesn't work. They're very adamant about it. You know, if, if, if they uh, want to make uh, more uh, money, they, they, they uh, could, Mr. Peter, Peter, Mr. No, Peter, I, I, I have I'm heard sorry. this. I have I heard this historically that. about vitamins and that you know the story of how twin labs came and how this all goes back years ago to linus pauling and what worked and what didn't work and how the pharmaceuticals were involved and they go back and forth on this and uh uh I, I it sounds tired to me but uh it's a good it's a good attempt it's a good applause because i think that uh uh Someplace I, I've read about India, uh, but I'm sure there are places where other of these therapies that in some small quantities and batches from wherever they make these. I agree. The pharmaceuticals have their hands. It's like comparing it to the Jesuits. These people have their hands in everything. So mm. anyway, it's I, the, the only thing I, the only thing I will say is when when conservative uh, places that I monitor start talking about this, more, you know, more positively. I'll take it more seriously. Death from New Mexico, and then I want to circle around the Deanna if she's still able to unmute herself. Deanna or Jane? Yes, I know that. Um, I have a question for the panel. I know that in in this state, in some of the border states, the reason Biden doesn't have that much popularity is because he wants to have mandates for us, but yet he's letting people by the thousands come in. And they're not even tested or anything, and he's giving them housing and Amen. all kinds of perks. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, Beth. And uh, we I resent it, that you know, and then much. and then he wonders why. <laughs> and and, wow. the, and and this and that's Beth. I, I appreciate you saying that. And the only thing I can say, we clearly have a problem with with immigration. I, I'm not here to argue that point, but. If you if you watch if you watch Fox News, that's what they highlight. That's all that you know. That's that's one of the things to talk about. And you know, I don't think the problem is as bad as it's being made out to be, but it is a problem. It is a problem. Yeah, can I add just one sentence? What you just said. We have so about well. a minute to go. Not yeah. even. Look, when they say he brings thousands of people without any, you know, watching this, watching that, I know at least several thousand people ever since they left Afghanistan. They are in Dohe, Qatar. How come they can't come here, even though they have all the paperwork? Exactly. I mean, this is a propaganda. They say, yo, we open the border and people come here in thousands. Listen, when I go to Canada, believe me, when I'm trying to return, I go to all kind of security. Uh, okay, check this, check that. How long you were here? And so, I mean, I have American passport. I've been citizen 40 years. Yeah. And so I go, there is, I don't believe it that they just open the door, you know, for everybody just walking. They know that's a propaganda. I mean, if we are out of time. I'm for the southern border, yes, they did. No, I don't believe that. We have to wrap it up. It's been a fast <laughs> uh, this hour. Is There's get, a lot it's to get, talk it's, about. 
we, we got to do this goes. again more it often. Does. This is, this yeah, is great stuff. Peter, it's and great. I want to thank all of you, Jaleel, Nelson, the Reverend Mike, and Glenn, and the participants yeah. for taking part today on In Perspective. It was, it was a great, great show. Those of you who are experiencing snow and ice, please be careful. Please Stay be warm. Careful. Next week, we have Donna Jordan. She's going to talk about the pandemic in a different sense traveling throughout the pandemic what she's encountered so that ought to be a very very good show peter ray both of you thank you and i want all of you and all of us as a matter of fact to go safe with god's abundant blessings here on in perspective and anywhere else that you do go safe have a great evening